1: Turn up your volume,
0: because you're about to listen to
1: The Sick Podcast
0: with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Sick, 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 sick. Brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocery and The Beer Store.
1: Marinaro, the sick podcast, and earlier today, the Montreal Canadiens had their press conference with Jeff Molson, Jeff Gordon, and the 18th general manager in Montreal Canadiens history, Kent Hughes. Joining me to talk about it is What the Puck from the Montreal Gazette, Brendan Kelly. What's going on? What's crackling, nephew?
0: Hey, listen, it was a big day today. Exciting news, you know, saw Kent Hughes, at, you know, well, I was going to say center ice, but on the ice at uh, at the Bell Center. And, uh, hey, you know, I was impressed. I liked what I saw so far. A
1: little bit of a mishap there because, of course, they started it off with um, uh, Jeff Molson speaking. And then they went to Kent Hughes, who had his opening statement in French. And when he was going to say his opening statement in English, they went to a and a period instead. And uh, that was it. So poor guy right, didn't get to say his opening statement in English, but it was it was an honest mistake. These things happen.
0: OK, so it's funny because I saw that I tweeted, you know, and I said it looks funny just starting off in uh, in French. You know, is is it a political statement after hiring two Anglophones, Jeff Gorton and um, and Kent Hughes? But so it was just a mistake. OK, that's good.
1: Yeah, it's a sick podcast that is brought to you by Cherry River Heart Seltzer, only ninety calories, natural flavors, no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocery stores and at the beer store, as well. Yeah, look, he was uh, he he wanted to chime in, but at the same time, you know, he didn't want to tell them, hey, you know, so he just let it let it happen, and it's you know, it's too bad in a way. I mean, he gets one introductory press conference as the GM of the Montreal Canadiens, but once again. It was an honest mistake. People make mistakes; it happens. All right, I'm happy. I'm happy that it was this way, and not that he actually had his opening statement in English, and they forgot to go to the French. Because <laughs> if no. he, if they if he would have forgot to go to the French, they would have thought it was him.
0: Well, I mean, and then it, it would
1: have been like uh, uh, le gros scandal. au Québec.
0: No, no, but you say that, Tony. But in fact what you're describing actually happened all those years ago when they had, when they uh, hired Randy Cunningworth and ah. at the, they, remember they never even thought, I guess Gautier was the GM and Jeff Molson was the new owner at that point. And they never even really thought, Oh gee, we might be prepared for a few questions about the fact that the guy's a unilingual anglophone and poor guy was like a, a deer uh, caught in the headlights. And of course he never recovered from that. And, uh, you know that really set the tone, actually, for the next ten years with the Canadiens, where they became so sensitive about the language issue. But now that the thing has gone to the whole other thing, which is the head of hockey operations is an English dude from Massachusetts, and the, the general manager, a Jorge former,
1: Jones, a is former,
0: in, is, is in a guy from Beacon, an English yeah. guy from Beaconsfield it's, Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, it was um, anyway. It was funny because. You knew he had to start off the presser in French, obviously. And it seemed like the whole province was just waiting for him to say his first words in French like that. Everyone can go to social media to talk about how good or not he spoke French. So, Brendan, let me
0: ask you, <laughs> uh, <that's great. laughs> what did his you think
1: French. of Kent this, Kent's French?
0: Well, you know, it's funny. So so there was a whole big discussion as soon as he was named, right, and Chantal Maccabe saying, hey, this guy speaks French. Don't freak out. Um, but you know what? His French is better than Jeff Gordon's French, which is, uh, you know, is not there. And look, the thing about uh, Kent Hughes' French, heavily accented, but very good French, right? But he's got a big English accent. So you don't, you're not listening to Kent Hughes and yeah. thinking he's a Francophone. He is very much an Anglophone. But yeah. But his French is fine. And his you French
1: know- is good. It's good. Listen... It, there's a few words that he's probably thinking of and like not sure of the French word. I mean, he's been living in Massachusetts for over 20 years. And, uh, you know, once again, I thought he handled himself and we're going to you know, I, I thought he spoke uh, very good French. And I thought he handled himself very well, especially in one on one occasion where he was basically asked if he was given the job because of his friendship with Jeff Gordon. And the question was for Gordon. And then he said, no, I'd like to chime in here. And then he came in and he said, hey, I believe that if I got the job, it's because I was the best candidate for the job. And if I wasn't the best candidate for the job, I wasn't going to get the job. The interview process, everyone was interviewed. Everyone got a fair shake. And I was given the job because I deserved it. I mean, not in those words exactly, but you could tell that he wanted he wanted to get that out of the way because he's sick and tired of people saying that he was handed the job.
0: Well, and there's been so much made about, about the, in quotes, friendship between Jeff Gordon and, and Kent Hughes. And it was very funny to see Gorton, who I thought had a couple of snappy uh, liners, one-liners there. Like he said, one is he said, no offense, uh, no offense to Kent, but he's not my best friend. And then later on he said, Something to the effect, the last thing you want is any of my best friends running the Montreal Canadien. But that said, they're downplaying that friendship for obvious reasons, but the friendship is there. And and uh, yeah. they they speak all the time. They've known each other for 20 years. They've both got very tight connections to to the Boston area, You know, the whole Bergeron connection. There, there's a lot of connections. There
1: was a, there was a working relationship there which was obviously an advantage, and there's nothing wrong with that. And by the way, look, I believe since the beginning that if Gordon could have his way, that Kent Hughes would be the general manager that he wanted. I also believe that the interview process was legit because we have to understand as well it's not an easy thing. He's got shares in that business. He's got over 20 clients. We're dealing with millions and millions and millions of dollars. We're dealing with uh, commissions. We're dealing with interests. We're dealing with financial planners. We're dealing with the agency. There's a lot that had to um, be taken care of. And when he said, when, when he said today that, uh, you know, uh, he told Jeff Gordon, I think it was he that said this, that, uh, you know what? Um. Uh, do your thing. Um, it's because there was a lot that needed to get done. And no, look, sure. I'm convinced I'm convinced that I'm convinced that if someone would have blown them away and they would have scored 90% in the interview and Hughes would have scored 70. The person who would have scored 90 would have got the job. I believe that. Having said that, I believe if they both would have scored 80 with his relationship with Jeff Gordon, that's the difference maker. But, you know, you know I what, wasn't part know. of those interviews. You weren't either, Brendan. But I, I think we saw a very intelligent person speaking today, and
0: he's good. But, you know, the no, the thing about that, though, which is funny is, Tony, is is that you know there is a sense that 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 Jeff Gordon always wanted to give this job to Kent Hughes, but you know what? Remember when he when Jeff Gordon was hired and he said, "I'm going to hire a GM." All of the reports mentioned a bunch of people: Danielle Briere, Matthew Darsh, all the Patrick Roy, all these people. No one, and I, you correct me if I'm wrong. No one until about a week later, or maybe it was even two weeks later, when Ellie Friedman brought up the name of Kent Hughes. People were not talking about Kent Hughes right at the beginning, which is interesting because he obviously was a front runner. And, you know, there are people saying, I mean, I read, I think, at least two columns in Le Journal de Montréal on Wednesday suggesting this was all a game of smoke and mirrors and that Jeff Gordon had his man from the beginning. But the media didn't know that story, which I think is kind of interesting.
1: Okay, so now let me say this. Some people think it was all smoke and mirrors. Some people think he was his guy from the beginning. Some people think the other guys and other girls never stood a chance. What's the problem? He hired somebody that he has known for many, many years that he developed a friendship with, that he considered an acquaintance a working relationship with. He was so blown away by Kent Hughes that when he went to New York to work for the Rangers, he wanted to bring Kent Hughes with him because Kent Hughes really impressed him as a hockey man, as a negotiator, as an agent. His vision. At the time, Kent Hughes didn't want to make the move. He wasn't ready. And now the Montreal Canadiens came calling and he needed to take care of a few things, and he's there. What's the problem?
0: I don't see it's- a problem at all. Look, I mean, look, at the end of the day, Who re- like, let's not get lost in the process, right? I mean, what we're really looking at here is Kent Hughes the best man for the job. Is Jeff Gordon the best man for that job? And how are these guys going to fare? And so you're right. Like any boss who's coming and he's going to get like basically – I'm the CEO and it's the COO or the executive vice president or whatever, you're going to get someone you can work with. So chances are, if you know someone already who you think is good for the job, then why wouldn't you go for that person? And he is, I mean, obviously Kent Hughes is as qualified, if not more qualified than any of the other candidates uh, that we know. So it's not like he's hes picking his buddy who's just, uh, you know, and, it, and it's not, uh, you know, you to go back to the Bergevin regime where he is picking friends, but he's picking the wrong friends, you know, he's picking Lefebvre and he's picking JJ Daniel. So, you know, that's the wrong kind of loyalty. But if, you know, Kent Hughes is a good guy and you know, he's got the track record to do it and the hockey IQ to do it. I've got no issue with the fact that they have long history together.
1: You know, uh, the reports say that the other two candidates that were in the running were Matthew Darsh and Daniel Breer. Let's just say this. All right. Um, Matthew Darsh, as much as he's qualified, and I'm sure he's gonna make a good GM one day. I like Matthew a lot personally. They probably looked at it and said, okay, what's Matthew's strength? The cap, the numbers. And they probably said, We have that guy in-house with John Sedgwick. Uh and Matthew could, you know, run an American Hockey League team, but is Matthew gonna leave Tampa Bay so that he could be in charge of the Laval Rocket and be the assistant general manager? to Kent Hughes and be in charge of the rocket. They looked at Hughes. He's an agent with 22 years experience as an agent who has dealt with unrestricted free agents, has dealt with free agency, who has uh, dealt with contract negotiation, who has dealt with numbers, who has um, talked with scouts, who has done some scouting himself, has contacts with the scouts, has contacts with other agents, uh, knows some of the younger players coming up, That's a different skill set that Matthew doesn't have. And that's the skill set that they thought would complement Jeff Gordon. So,
0: you know, I don't see how anybody can blame them. It's a win-win. And it goes back to what Gordon said at his first press conference where he said he wanted someone complimentary. And he went right out and said it could well be a player agent. And one of the interesting things that I thought that Hughes said today was where he was saying, you know, I mean, I can be inside the mind of a player and I can also be inside, obviously, the mind of an agent. And you know what? One of the things that when you look at, at, at the Bergevin regime, because you've got to compare and contrast, one of the, 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 the grand last one of the big weaknesses of, of the Bergevin era were the contracts. And those contracts are terrible. And you have to think someone like Hughes is right there. He knows how to deal with players. That's not, was the, again, was not Bergevin's strength and obviously knows how to sign a good contract that makes sense both for the organization and for the players. So to me, that's really interesting.
1: Out of all the things he said today at the press conference, what's the one thing that most caught your attention that you were happy to hear?
0: You know, I would say, and, I, and a lot of people picked up on this, and that was very exciting You know, he said, in an ideal world, perfect world, what I'd like to see is an offensive-minded hockey club. You know something? For 40 years, there's the first time in four decades that a general manager of the Montreal Canadiens said that. We have spent 40 years, Tony, dealing with general managers and coaches and an organization that said it's all about playing defense. It's all about, you know, stay-at-home defensemen. It's about how you play without the puck. And you know what? It's like we're now, and especially in the twenty twenty one NHL, is all about scoring. And 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 you know, Kent twenty twenty two twenty twenty two. You're right, but Kent Hughes was also smart enough to say, "Of course, you need a strong defense." But at the same time, this is radical talk for the Montreal Canadiens. I mean, this is an organization, I think we talked about this last time, they haven't had a scoring star since Matt Matt Naslund and, and Stéphane Richer in the in the 80s. It's absurd. So that Brendan. was very exciting. Will it happen? We'll see. He's still got to get the players to come here. But at least he's thinking about it. I mean, no one's ever said that. Bob Ganey yeah. didn't say that. Yeah, Bob, he Mark, said Mark, he
1: wants he uh, a, a team there. that plays the puck fast. He wants a puck possession team. He wants an offensive-minded team. Brendan. From his mouth to God's ears. This has become a young league. This has become a fast league. This has become a league for dynamic players. And by the way, players want to produce. Players want to put up points. And, and, if you're going to leave your house and drive 30 minutes to go to the Bell Center, and then it's going to take you probably, probably going to get stuck in traffic for another 30. So from your house to park inside the Bell Center, probably it's going to take about an hour. And then you're going to go up, you're going to go into the elevator. And then you're going to go up the elevator. And then you're going to make your way through those hallways. And then you're going to go in those seats. And then there's going to be that loud music and those bright lights. And then you're going to watch the game. And then you'll have paid... $200 per ticket, $400 for two tickets, Uh, another $38 for parking.
0: $20 beers and the $18 hot dogs. You
1: probably uh, buy a 50-50 lottery ticket. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's a $500-plus night, okay? I want to see offense. With all due respect to Carey Price, uh, Jose Theodore, Cristobal Huet, Yaroslav Alakalak, with all due respect to all of them, okay? I'm not paying 500 dollars to go watch Le style Papillon and watch the lateral movement from left to right or right to left.
0: At least I'm not. I don't no, know too many yes. other people, people who wanna, would either. People want to have a fun team. It's been a long, long time since we haven't had a fun team. So that was very exciting to see. Now, let's see if they can put it together. I mean, the fact of the matter is that uh, – They've got a, you know, I ended my what the puck column this evening saying, you know what, I'm very upbeat. I'm more upbeat than I've been in a long, long time about the Montreal Canadiens. But, oh, man, do these guys have its hard task ahead of them. This is a mess. This is like if Mark Bergevin had set out to destroy the I team. I disagree
1: with you. This is the best situation you could ever ask for, Brendan. Think about this. Brendan, think about yeah, this. When Mark Bergevin took over the Montreal Canadiens, They had finished third last. They had the third pick in the draft. They chose Galchenyuk, okay? But a lot of people said he's got Carey Price, who's going to be entering the prime of his career. He's got P.K. Subban, who's going to be entering the prime of his career. He's got Max Pacioretty, who's going to be entering the prime of his career. He's got Brendan Gallagher, who's going to be entering all of this, okay? They said it was just a one-off. It was a bad season. The Canadians will bounce back. They patched the team. He tried to make it better. When he was relieved of his duties nine and a half years later, the Canadians were... Um, you know, one of the three worst teams in hockey, the way he had inherited it, okay? Think of this team that Kent Hughes is inheriting. Carey Price is going to be 35 in August. He had knee surgery in the offseason. He's had several surgeries. He's a declining asset. He probably wants out. Probably wants out. Jeff Petrie is going to be 35 in December. He's having a terrible year. You would think that he's probably going to be on the decline as well, and he most likely wants out. Brendan Gallagher, a lot of people are looking at him saying, you know what, there's going to be very little gas left in that tank going forward because of the way he plays the game. Mike Hoffman has never been a good defensive hockey player. Jonathan Drouin doesn't give us 100%. They don't have blah, 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 blah. No one thinks the Canadians are going to be great next year. Everyone thinks they're still going to be understand. bad. So,
0: so you're going to have, you almost, I mean, it's interesting because they asked Kent Hughes about the rebuild and he refused to commit to it, but there's almost no other option because you've got nothing to build with. The problem. Why, why is- do you
1: think he refused to commit to it? And by, so what I was getting at, my point was the only way is up. That's why I think it's a great situation. You cannot I, possibly do worse. Why do you think he refused to say rebuild?
0: I think because he doesn't want to get boxed into that, so I don't know if 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 he's the. I kind of got the sense, reading between the lines, that he wants it to happen faster rather than slower. And because the reason is, if you really go into a rebuild, the problem with the Canadiens, you're right. There's only one way to go, which is up. This team is a mess. It's it's it's. It's probably, it could be the worst Montreal Canadiens team in the history of the universe, right? And yeah. consequently, the worst general manager in the history of the team has just uh, walked out the door. And so, but the problem is, we have the highest salary mass in the National Hockey League. The, the, we're already over the cap, you know, we're right at the cap for next year as well. And those contracts... Are absolutely horrible contracts. I mean, look, they offered Carrie Price to the Seattle Kraken for free. Like, you don't need to give up anything. And they're like, eh, and nah, nah, I don't think so. And the same with Brendan Gallagher, untradeable. I mean, it's just the Correct. contracts are so, t- and Pe- Jeff Petrie, who's going to be tradable?
1: Everyone's tradable. Everyone's tradable. That's where I disagree with you. I'm going to tell you why he didn't say he was going to rebuild. Number one, if he says in no particular order, if he says he's going to rebuild the rest of the presser earlier today, he's going to have to face questions about Carrie Price, Jeff Petrie, Brendan Gallagher, and everybody. That's yeah. number one. Number two, there are some people that don't like the word rebuild. And so he says rebuild. And then all of a sudden it's a panic. And a lot of people say, I'm not going to watch losing hockey for the next couple of years. And I'm not going to go to the games and I'm not going to buy the and I'm not going to buy season tickets and, and all this stuff. So he doesn't want to say that number three, Number three is you can think that you may need a four-year rebuild and then all of a sudden you win the draft lottery one year, you get the number one pick. You move up in the lottery, you get the number two pick. So let's just say, for example, the Canadians get the number two pick this year and they end up getting the number one pick next year. So now all of a sudden uh, they find themselves with, uh, uh, let's just say – uh, Cooley and Bedard or your and Bedard or Kimmel and Bedard. And then all of a sudden they signed two unrestricted free agents. You don't need a four year rebuild anymore. All of a sudden the whole process is accelerated.
0: What are you saying? I mean, are you saying they're never going to say rebuild because it's interesting because who's Jeff Gordon? He's the guy who was one of the guys behind that letter from the New York Rangers that explicitly said, We are going to do a rebuild. So I think it's going to be interesting to see if they do it. The other thing, which I mentioned in my column tonight, I mean, look, whatever you say, rebuild, reset on the fly, whatever you want to call it or don't call it anything, is going to take minimum two years. And the fans have no patience here. But even more scarily, the media, especially the Francophone media, has even less patience and when things start going, we're not going south because we're ready way down there. But as things continue to suck, what about in the middle of like a year from now, in January 2023, when the team's still in last place and the two bosses are English? Um, that could become an issue.
1: I don't think they're ever going to use the word rebuild. What I think they're going to do is just tell people that they want to get younger. They want to get faster. They want to get better. They want young players in their lineup and they want to build something that will be sustainable. And I think you talked about that as well, by the way, your thoughts on uh, he, him talking about when he said he knows what a modern coach is, what were you thinking?
0: I thought that was very interesting. So once again, I mean, it goes without saying, you know, it's, it's like when you go to the CEO of, of Apple and you say, listen, the, you know, they're, There's all this heat on the vice president. Are you firing him? You never say, you never say before you fire someone, I'm firing him. So obviously when they said, are you keeping Dominic Ducharme? He said, hmm, and this and that. And I, you know, I I know what a modern coach is. And I, I, you know, I want to, talk to dom but you know it was not a ringing endorsement and uh it's to me that's it wasn't nice. a firing
1: either though but i mean and and right. i didn't expect them to but listen jim Gordon already said they're keeping dominic ducharme until the end of the year so you can ask you can ask uh can't use all you want if he's going to keep dominic ducharme dominic ducharme's finishing the year as coach of the canadians we agree uh,
0: but we, no we know you you know you can say anything people say that all the time they say i'm never going to fire the guy and then they say you know what the situation changed and i'm firing. Him. Personally, i don't for a second believe that they're going to fire Dominic Ducharme this year. I i, I think you know there is this whole there's there was a huge debate about Dominic Ducharme and 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 the defenders of Ducharme just say with the players that he has, with the players the way they're playing, there's nothing he can do. But um i think that for for senior management, it's pretty clear this season is toast, you know, and you want to finish dead last and they're probably well finished dead last. Yeah. That's where they are right now. And to do that. And, and and I, know people, I know a lot of people are going
1: to, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this, but to be fair, he hasn't, he hasn't been dealt a good hand either. Okay. Shea Weber, basically unofficially retired. Joel Edmondson hasn't played a game midway through the season. Carrie price hasn't played a game midway through the season. Paul Byron hasn't played a game midway through the season. I don't know how many games they lost to Foley, Anderson, and Gallagher, and Hoffman, and you know.
0: Yeah, but he showed no signs of. of but but you know, the, the, yes, those are the excuses, and 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 yes, those are problems. But I would keep. I would remind you, um, Shea Weber was not very good last year during the regular season. Carey Price was really mediocre as usual, and uh, and then disappeared. So neither of those people were big factors for the Habs. last season um so it's you're right that it's hard to judge Ducharme as a coach but there is no evidence that he's a good coach well
1: no no, and listen and you're right about that um or no evidence that he's doing a good job at the National Hockey League level because he's got to be a good coach or he would have never got there I'll tell you where he's in trouble where he's in trouble is that he wants his coach to be a leader and I'm not so sure that Dominic Ducharme is a leader of of men or a leader of people. Okay. Was, one
0: of the big jobs of, of a coach, by the way, and I mean, you could say it's irrelevant is, is, is the, the, the public relations side of it. And let's, it's funny. No one says this. The guy said, the guy's pretty well a catastrophe in that department. Those press conferences are the, could the guy look any more uncomfortable? I mean, it's like, you got to get used to that. You know, I mean, that's part of the job.
1: Who are you talking about? Ducharme. Well, I, yeah, I, I just, I don't want to go there, but there's just too many expressions for me. I get a little bit rattled. Uh, yeah. Any team in the National Hockey League and Montreal Canadiens fans, what better time to buy a Montreal Canadiens jersey? And now, Cessana Cup, one day, hopefully, for Kent Hughes. Go to sportbuffshop.com for all of your official licensed sports apparel and our SICK merchandise, Cessana Cup, for 15% off. Uh, put code SICK15 on all of their items. Okay. Jeff Molson was asked if Carey Price is going to finish his career as a Montreal Canadian. And his answer was, uh, I want Carey Price to get uh, healthy, healthy and better.
0: His health is, is the main thing. And he was great. in in the playoffs, I'm telling you, you know, it's funny. I wrote a column, my column a couple of days ago was about Carey Price. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, this is an incredible story. Obviously, you know, all this, but he hasn't played a game. Yeah. Has, he has not spoken a word since the Stanley Cup final. And, yeah. and a friend of mine sent me a private message, and he said, you know what? I think the single worst thing that's happened to the Montreal Canadiens in in the past 50 years was the decision to build everything around Carey Price. It's pretty yeah. well an unmitigated disaster. Listen,
1: what's I mean. done is done, but I think it's pretty clear. Jeff Molson didn't say Carey Price is going to finish his career as a Montreal Canadian. You know as well as I do that Carey would rather play somewhere else you know that. They're never going to admit that. You know that. Let's, let's put the cards on the table. You know that. And you know as well as I do that the Montreal Canadiens uh, would rather take $10.5 million over the next four and a half or five years and actually give it to an offensive player or maybe even give it to two offensive players. And that's the change of philosophy and identity. Um, Kent Hughes says he's going to take the next five to seven days, chat with Jeff Gordon here to see where they're going as they're going to prepare obviously for trade deadline which uh, will be in the month of march
0: and you know that whole price thing i mean it, it's like look they 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 these huge changes started before they even fired bershevay this summer when firstly um so weber left and i mean again let's let's just underline how strange this is that he yeah. you know the general manager says Shea Weber will likely never play another hockey game, that's what he says, and then we never ever hear from Shay himself, so we have absolutely no idea what's really going on with Shea Weber, and then Carey Price is offered up in the expansion draft to the Seattle Kraken in a, in a bid to, to try to, because um, uh, they want to protect Jake Allen. And, and uh, Ron Francis in Seattle says, yeah, carry Price for free. No, thanks.
1: Price and so, no. they'll find a way to move Price, even if it ends up being a three-way deal. Price is going to be moved. Petrie's going to be moved. Exactly, I like said Andy this about Petrie. True. Petrie will not be there for game one of the regular season. Next season, I don't know when Price is going to be moved, but the sooner we'll they move, move Price.
0: Petrie. Seriously, he's, he's probably harder to move than, uh, than carry.
1: They'll move him. He'll be moved. I don't I'm know sure about that,
0: but he did price. say
1: he did say that it's like the stock market, right? And you don't trade players, uh, or you got to build players' value up, or something to that effect. Well, that I think he said. Happening
0: with Carrie Price or Jeff Petrie? I mean, come on, how's yeah. how's Carrie's price? Uh, how's Carrie's? Uh, I was going to say Carrie's price going to go up. I mean, firstly, it's, it's, he's not going to play this season, from what we can gather, right? From the I don't know about season. that. Well, they, Chantal McAvey told uh, our colleague Arpan Basu on Monday that uh, they were basically, and this is an incredible story, they were saying basically this operation, which honestly is not usually the biggest of operations, is they're now considering he's just starting from scratch all over again in terms of his rehabilitation He had that operation, and a day later, there were photos of him and Angela and the kids in Times Square. It didn't seem to be like any kind of big issue. All summer, it wasn't a big issue. Brendan, it's not
1: about price. They want to tank. They want to tank. They can't tell you that. You don't, you don't, don't you notice that when guys guys are out of the lineup, they take their time with bringing them back? They want to tank. And
0: why would he want to play right now, either, right?
1: Their their draft in July, I've said it before, I'll say it again, is their Stanley Cup. Marinero, my Stanley Cup, will be to lose some weight. And I'm trying. And the good people over at matrixhomefitness.ca are helping me out. Bring it home. Discover a club-quality workout in the comfort of your own home. Visit matrixhomefitness.ca. I picked up the treadmill, the T75 with the XUR console. My buddy in yellow picked up the elliptical. Their products are made in Canada. They're durable. They're solid. They're for life. I love Matrix. MatrixHomeFitness.ca. What do you think about that? Hey, don't you find that uh, I went from five chins to three?
0: It's, it's. I was just gonna say. And I mean, are you uh, serious? A few more years on those machines, and you'll be down to one and a half.
1: I. I hope. Um, I hope I can. I have a goal. I don't know if I should tell you, but I turned fifty in November. In an ideal world, I'd like to lose fifty for my fiftieth.
0: Fantastic. Do it.
1: Yeah, that'll be my 50 for 50. I never played in the National Hockey League, so I don't know what 50 is, but that'll be my 50 for 50. I'll try. Uh, If I don't lose it, by the way, I'll always deny saying that I would, but I'm going to try. And if I uh, don't, it's not Matrix's fault. It's mine at the end of the day. But uh, I think I'm going to do it. All right. Okay. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. And you can follow the Sick Podcast on Facebook, on our Facebook page, the Sick Podcast, on our Instagram at the sick podcast on Twitter at the sick podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Sick podcast. It's absolutely for free. Are you subscribed by the way?
0: I, you know what? I'm not. I, 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 it's too expensive for me.
1: No, no, it's free. So please subscribe. The more subscribers, the more people watch, the more money I make. It's a beautiful Perfect.
0: world. That's right. That's my goal in life is to make you more money. Tony.
1: Congratulations to Kent Hughes. And no, Patrick Roy will not be the next coach of the Montreal Canadiens because ah. that's, that's what they're all pushing for now. They're asking me, hey, hey are, are, are you, est-ce que tu veux que ton entraîneur y a de l'émotion? They're, they're, they're setting the table now. Patrick, the gagnant. Patrick, You're the surprising. coach, Patrick. My stop, yeah. stop. Patrick Roy. Could happen. It, it could. could. I like my chances of losing 50 by November better. Yeah, Have a good one. It's the right, sick podcast. Cheers. Go Habs. Go. Go. Kent, not go.
0: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play and Apple podcasts. The sick podcast. He's brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store.